create with France Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about something that you would never imagine. You are living together or married to a wonderful woman. Everything is wonderful. But then you notice that she's becoming quite irritated and she's annoyed very easily and very stops. You're like, oh, okay, I've done nothing wrong. And then as time goes, you realize that she's got headaches, a lot of headaches. And then boom, they just go and you're like, what's going on here? Why is she not very close to me today? What, what's going on? She's, she seems to be anxious and depressed. Have I done something wrong? And you start wondering if your relationship is going wrong. And I'm here to tell you that sometimes there is a reason for this. And it's more complicated than you think, but you can actually fix the issue. And to do that today, to help you to realize what was going on. When the woman in your life, mom, sister, cousin, and wife, anything, is not quite in a good mood and looks very irritable and not wanting to be around and ah, a bit, ah. yeah, we can do something about it. So I brought this expert with me and that's Chloe Jimenez Peters. And I always make a mistake when I read your name, it's just something. But welcome again to the show. Yes. Um, I'm so excited to talk about it. Now, those who are watching the videos know exactly what we're going to talk about, but those listening on the podcast will be interested in knowing what on earth is France going on about. And we are talking about PMDD, which is a, a dysphoria, a premenstrual dysphoric disorder that happens to 8% of women who can have children. And the symptoms are incredible. So as you can see, if you're watching a video from what is behind me, you might have things like bloating and headaches, and you might have tenderness in certain areas of your body. And but also psychologically, your mood goes up and down and, and that can be very irritating for other people around you because like, she's never happy. <laughs> or you might be very tense or anxious and usually you're such a calm, laid back person. So I can see how Sometimes anger comes out and, and I remember talking to Chloe in the past about this problem. So today I would love to go deeper and um, maybe Chloe, would you like to introduce what is this PMDD? Is it one of these hoax things that has been made up by the social media or is it a real thing, a real medical condition or is it not just medical? Wow. Well, PMDD is, I mean, we describe PMDD as PMS on steroids. It really feels like you are just possessed. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, you know, midway through your cycle. When you have that hormonal shift, which is the normal physiological shift, these women that suffer, and you know, the numbers say around 8% of, of women of childbearing age. For me, it came in from my teens, but you know, it will keep coming up coming up until you actually heal it and the way I heal it is um, is through healing your trauma because as far as I'm concerned it has this trauma the root cause in, in, in trauma childhood trauma you might think you had a, a lovely childhood a happy childhood but you know most people that I work with tend to be the sensitive people, the sensitive women, the carers, the doctors, the nurses, 
they're people who are deeply empathetic and therefore they're highly sensitive to creating these trauma imprints in their formative years. And so um, as far as I'm concerned, when the hormone shift occurs mid-cycle, all of that past trauma comes to the surface and we just become, we feel like we're just becoming possessed. It, you know, it's, it's, PMS is bad enough, but this is just another level. Um, and it can be very confusing for the person suffering, very confusing for the, all the relatives and the people that care about this person. And, and really what we do when we're suffering is we abandon ourselves even more. We, we have such hatred towards the behavior that is coming from us that we then reject ourselves even more. And that is the worst thing that we need because there's, a, there's an inner child in there that needs to resolve some trauma and come back to wholeness. Um, so it's nothing to do with an imbalance in hormones. I know some people kind of look into that and, and you know, hormones can go out of balance from trauma. But as we understand PMDD, it's the normal hormone shift where this veil is lifted um, and all of your past trauma comes to the surface and it is literally just coming up to get your attention so that you go to the root cause and heal it and alchemize the pain into personal power, come back into alignment, do the subconscious work. And that's how we do it. And we have the most amazing results because it's not only healing a disease, it's um, alchemizing all of those limiting beliefs into empowering new beliefs, the truth about you. And so it's a real life changer. And I, and I really think it is just um, something that is guiding us to to more because these women are meant for more you know because of their sensitivity they've taken things made conclusions with their child's mind they've experienced things that have led them to make conclusions about themselves lack of safety um, lack of being enough and as a result they're just not validating themselves they're not standing in their power they're keeping themselves small they're meant for more so we do the healing work and, and they experience this freedom from PMDD. Thank you. That explains, so there is a lot more than maybe what we can find through a Google search. They will say, oh, well, because it's nobody really knows. And as you can see from a poster that I found on, on the net, that's what we're going to find was probably a hormonal change. But there is a lot more than that. And it goes deeper than the body and we're talking here about emotions. So there is then a connection between emotions and how the body works. And if you have been watching my past 160 plus episodes, you will know that. But if it's the first time that you are here in the podcast or on your on, on my YouTube channel, you will be like, wow, what are you saying? So I would like Chloe, who is a therapist with lots of qualifications, maybe you want to tell us all the stuff you've done and she also has medical training you will see what is exactly this connection between the emotions and the body and what happens when we do not allow the emotions to be emerging and to be processed no so the first thing we have to understand is that the subconscious mind is in fact the body and the subconscious mind is running all the processes in your body. And 
it's really important to understand that. And so we are being programmed from the second semester, as far as we know, the second semester of being, sorry, the second trimester of being in the womb. We're being programmed to belong, to belong to our tribe because we can't survive without our tribe. And so we're, the subconscious mind is being programmed. Programmed. I'm sure you've heard this before. By the time you're seven years old, you've created 95% of your beliefs, your programming, your ideas of like your perception of who you are and, and, and the world that you live in. And so when we create an imprint like, which is really easy for a child to, to create this belief, um, I don't matter. What I want doesn't matter. My feelings don't matter. Well, these are wounds that we are carrying and when we're triggered by our, say, our husband getting back home from work late, in when we're in that sensitive period, that week, two weeks before our period, when we're in that sensitive zone where all of our wounds are at the surface, that wound is going to have, it, that him being late is like salt being put in the wound. And so we're going to be triggered. It feels like we're being triggered now, but it's actually just that our past wounds are up at the surface. And, and so what we need to do is heal those wounds so that the salt can then <clears throat> fall on stony ground, which is what happens when we've done the subconscious work. But the thing that the subconscious mind is, is your body. It's controlling all of the processes in your body. If you are in a low vibing emotion, for example, I mean, whatever emotion you are in is affecting your physiology because your genes are switching on and off all the time according to the emotion that you're in, according to your internal environment. So it's really important for your health, for your physical health and well-being to master your mind and get in the driver's seat of it and really clear away all those mutations that you picked up in your childhood because they're coming up. It's a sign of where you need to heal. So I've had people come to me when they were sufferers from PMDD that have had chronic knee pain. They've had, many have suffered with migraines. I mean, the standard symptoms is deep depression and anxiety and the rage. Those are the normal, you know, the, the habitual ones. It, it's different for everybody. But some people do suffer with migraines or headaches and, and really, you know, strong breast tenderness or chronic pain somewhere. But, you know, the mind works metaphorically. And it's really interesting when you go to the subconscious root cause of these things and you find out that actually it's a protector part. This knee pain is trying to tell you something. It's doing something for you. And my client with that chronic knee pain, she's like, I just totally understand it all now. And now... If I feel it coming in, I know what I have to do for myself. My needs were not met as a child. Now I've understood how it got to be there. And when I don't meet my needs in the way I, I, I should be doing and need to be doing, that knee pain comes to remind me, it sounds crazy, but you have so much intelligence within you. You're the, the most intelligent um, organism there is. It's just that nobody taught you how you function you know and this is we do the we we learn about the nervous system how to communicate with your nervous system tell you i'm not in danger i'm experiencing anxiety now i need to do some breath work i need to do um you know some polyvagal exercises to communicate to my my nervous system that i'm actually safe and i need to understand my feelings i need to validate them because we're kind of programmed like children we're waiting for somebody else to validate them 
we're waiting for somebody else to give us permission and so it's like just this whole stepping into your power your personal power really learning to validate you and being different to the opinions of others because you know this is what it's all about being an autonomous adult but we're just so programmed to be the way we are and we don't question it we are incredibly intelligent when you think intelligence is the ability to solve problems um those trauma imprints are really just a child's way of solving a problem (gasps) i thought i was doing something right by mopping the floor now i've been rejected and shouted at I must never do that again. I must never trust my ideas again. So we keep ourselves small. And you see this time and time again, lack of self-trust. And then in adulthood, we can't make a decision. We don't trust ourselves. It's really easy for intelligent children, you know, as the intelligent beings that we are, to lock into these these loops. So half subconscious, half conscious. The only way you can really change that is to go to the subconscious and open up this... Um, this vault and 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 be able to confront the trauma and choose a different perspective you know it's resolving it's going back in hypnotic brain space and just resolving it so that it cannot affect us in the same way and we tell ourselves a better story because we get to choose our beliefs yes and that makes a lot of sense especially as now there seem to be such a lot of trauma and child neglect etc and i want to put this in in the present Let's frame the problem and say that you've done all your sessions and you clear the past and the trauma, so you are getting better. But your environment at the moment is one that is causing some kind of trauma. So maybe as some of my current clients, you are still living with the critical parents that have caused you to feel that you're not enough. And so I see this in my clients, they are all healed from the past, but they're still living with the people that are toxic to them, or maybe with a current partner. And so they re-experience the trauma, but now they are more able to cope with it because they realize, oh, that's what's going on. So sometimes to heal from PMDD, after doing the groundwork, looking at the past, we have to look at the situation where we are in, and maybe with a therapist and see what is that I can do so that I can create some homeostasis here, some balance, and so I can put boundaries so these people don't keep throwing their attacks, maybe well-meaning attacks, but they are just criticizing all the time. And if I'm not getting better, they criticize more. So I keep going lower and feeling more wounds coming up and then triggering my body to respond. So do you have any suggestion for a woman that is still stuck in in the same situation and wants to feel better every month when the the cycle is coming and the hormones are changing and and the moods are coming and she's there with this very difficult partner. Sometimes she can't get out. What can she actually do Mm. if there is anything? Yeah, I mean, this is a really common problem. And as a narcissistic trauma-informed coach, I get a lot of women who have either suffered narcissistic trauma in their childhood or they have a narcissistic partner. And it's really common because we actually go for the familiar. So if we've been treated in that way, we've normalised it as children to be treated that way, that's our idea of love. 
And so we and, and we go for the familiar. The mind loves the familiar, you know. And so we fall into these relationships without realizing. And so I have a lot of women that go, I'm not ready to leave. I can't leave right now. But what I do want to do is do the work, do the work so that I can grow in resilience and just have some clarity. Um, so, yeah, this can happen. Um, what I would say is, you know, I always say we can do all the inner work in the world. But unless you start making the changes in your outside world, you're going to stay stuck. And so something has to change, whether it be you decide to take more time for yourself, stay out of that. Because, you know, we are energy. And we're, if we're allowing ourselves to be in that energy, it, it's just it's going to be detrimental for us. So we have to make better choices for us. We have to start putting our own needs first and reminding ourselves, you're really wiring in. I validate me now. I have choice and I get to choose. I get to make great choices for me and just start to check in with your body. How does it feel if I make this choice for me? How does it, you know, stop making, you know, what we tend to do is put other people's needs first. We should do that. I need to be the good girl. You know, it's that childhood program where I belong when I'm the good girl. So we just go along and we forego our needs, but you've got to start honoring yourself, start honoring your needs and actually start becoming aware of what it is you need and giving yourself permission to need that and have that. And so if you find yourself in an environment where you're having to live with your parents and it's you realize it's really affecting your energy, you've got to start making better choices for you because that's their stuff. You can't change somebody else. And you have choice. I can leave that stuff that they say to me at their door and I'm choosing not to let it in because the truth about me is that I am worthy, I am enough. And so, and just make choices to take yourself to a better place. Spend less time in the home. Spend more time with the people that are going to give you that space and allow you to just be at peace and in flow. And start, yeah, taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, giving yourself permission. Yeah, and this doesn't mean to be selfish because we, even if person, like say, you read the Bible, it says, love your neighbor as thyself so you actually have to love yourself if you don't love yourself how can you love the others properly and so we're not saying right just walk over everyone else no but we're saying you have your own values and if you keep allowing people to destroy your values with better with their words and behavior you're not true to yourself you're actually hurting yourself so that's really not very useful isn't it so let's let's say that as we wrap up so we, we know that there is all this stuff that we can do and maybe a person in this particular moment can't afford sessions but they want to do something do you have one or two suggestions that you can share freely to help our audience to do something about it today sure. so yeah so i work with pmdd and depression in the same way i do this six-day program where that contains um you know all the 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 lessons for polyvagal work we do the rtt two rounds of rtt we i teach um metacognitive psychology really thinking about the way we think learning to tell ourselves a better story so that is the 60-day package that i offer for freedom from pmdd and depression in the meantime i'm going to give you access to my inner child 
um, hypnosis, which um, Franz will have a link below, start listening to that and start telling that inner child everything she needs. It's really magical. You only get access to this when you start this program with me while you're waiting to, to have your RTT session. And many people say, wow, I feel like you were, that, that was made for me, you know? So listen to that. Start becoming very aware. And, and I know when you're in the, in the throes of PMDD, this becomes virtually impossible. So I want you to do this in the low stakes days. I want you to do this when it's easy because, and with the small things, if you can really exercise these muscles in when, when things are good, it's going to be easy to access the muscle when things are, t okay? So I want you to do this every day. Start becoming aware of what story you're telling yourself because there are, there's an infinite number of stories you can tell yourself, you know, and we always go to the most painful one start really just becoming the watcher of your thoughts you are not your thoughts but you're telling yourself a story and it's having a physiological effect on you so i want you to start becoming your best cheerleader observe how you speak to yourself and start becoming your best cheerleader i have choice i validate me i'm indifferent to the opinions of others because i validate me nobody can do this job like i can nobody's coming to rescue me i get to rescue me i'm in control I have choice. My feelings matter. What I want matters. And you get to give yourself all of these new truths about you that are maybe unfamiliar. You're going to make them familiar by repeating them because the mind learns by repetition, uh, by repetition and hypnosis. And you're going to get both because you're going to get the inner child meditation and you're going to get this lesson of just using these these um, affirmations and reminding yourself, I'm a powerful, lovable, autonomous woman. I have choice. And start checking in with your body. How do I feel about this? Start giving yourself permission to make choices that make you feel good. So that's a great place to start. It is indeed. And I hope that you guys will want to check all the links that we're gonna put below under a video on YouTube and under a, the podcast because it's important to realize unless we start loving ourselves, a lot of things will not go well in our lives and people will, you know, kind of walk over us and everything else. So whether it's wounds from the past and now you're with an amazing loving partner or whether it's something in the future that might happen. So you have to brace yourself, you know, and prepare yourself for being strong and knowing where are you standing, what is important for you, what you're gonna stand for so that you can prepare for the next 50 years of your life, 70 years of your life, and knowing that you will go to 90 year old, this look back and say, wow, I had a wonderful life, you know? And uh, I remember yesterday watching a very long interview with, um, I can't remember, Indian doctor here in the UK. He was in the interviewing Bruce Lipton and um, epigenetics. And Lipton was telling exactly all the stuff that we say with Marisa Peer and the thoughts and, and every Jody Spencer is all is all going there, you know, with the thoughts and how important they are. And he remember uh, talking to somebody who was 96 year old and he was on death deathbed, and he said he was about dying really, and he said, "I didn't have fun in my life." <laughs> and Bruce Lipton said, oh, "No way, I'm gonna live like that. You know, we have to do something about it." And the time to do it is not when you're 96. It's not about 
waiting oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be better in 20 years when the kids leave when the husband does that no you just have to find happiness every day and one of the big things we can do is to really love and appreciate who we are build up progress get better we have shortcomings but keep improving but also invest in ourselves because isn't it incredible we spend so much money in beauty products and botox and eyelash i don't <laughs> what i'm saying is you can very easily see i have nothing done to me because yeah what will be the purpose you know but we spend so much in clothes and shoes and retreats wonderful but are we actually spending and investing in the inner work yeah i can actually speak for that because i used to when i was at medical school i was like oh I want to be a dentist or a plastic surgeon and I actually wanted to be I was coming from a place of oh, then I can make people happy because then they can look that was my idea of happiness and I think that we're just blinded to the power within us to heal to be happy to experience joy in an abundant life you know nobody tells us that that's available to us from doing the inner work and our idea of happiness is like oh if I could look like that if I could find a husband and have children with him, when I get that job, then I'll be happy. You can be happy now. It's all inside. And uh, it's just correcting the mutations in your subconscious mind that you acquired over the years. Yeah. And free yourself. I've always been of the opinion that there is no surgery we can do that will give us happiness. There's no such thing. Because you're changing the outside. In the end of the day, when we are talking to other people, people will not give us a job because we are all full of whatever or anything like that. I even, you know, I remember people that were stunning, really good looking, very, very slender, I mean, to the extreme, and going to a mainstream television and just trying not to say names or anything here and being told by an agent, oh yeah, you will need Botox here and filler there. And the person literally crashing with anxiety because what? And this person was, you know, end of the world, beautiful, age 20. And, uh, and everyone in certain worlds has to have procedures just to be there. And we have to understand that we are creating this. We are creating this by watching, by giving fuel to this uh, registration where we present everyone young and beautiful, like women cannot age. And I harp on this all the time because women should be allowed to age and still feel amazing. But men go and live for a 20-year-old woman, so women want to be looking younger. And while there is nothing wrong in taking care of yourself, exercise, eat well, be outside, and get the sunshine, get the vitamins, get the supplements, nothing wrong. But when we go to the extreme, do we actually accept that we are going to age? You can have all the surgery in your face, but your body is aging, <laughs> your cells are aging. And they age a lot more by excessive exposure to sunshine and by eating processed food and by having lots of sugar. So why don't we think about that instead of thinking that a knife will improve our life? And the same is for this PMDD. Yes, I can have maybe a medication or chemical, but at the end of the day, it's the inner person that wants to be happy and at peace. And some of the happiest people I know, they wouldn't be considered beautiful models or tall or thin or young. They're just happy because they love themselves and they love life. Mm. 
Yeah, I want to speak to two things actually that you just said because you brought up surgery and in PMDD when you go to the doctors and the pills that they give you don't work because the doctors aren't educated in this they don't learn about PMDD at med school so hmm. often women self-diagnose and they go to the doctors for validation and then they try them on antibiotics or antiolytics and then the ultimate um, solution is a full hysterectomy because if we remove um, if we do a full hysterectomy and we remove the hormones there is no hormone shift to bring the pain to the surface so um, but often when women choose that option the pain the trauma obviously is still there and they still experience it even without their womb um, so it just goes to show that this is much deeper than than what you know the medical world are yeah. kind of leading to believe um and the other thing is I wanted to mention these stem cell patches that I use and I'm a distributor of which are fantastic um they're totally natural it's a nano crystal and when you take crystals down to a nano scale their properties change and so you, you with your own light I have it on the back of my neck with your own light they're called x39 stem cell patches with your own light you are activating a copper peptide on your DNA which activates your own stem cells because by the time you're 30 you've lost half your stem cell production by the time you're 60 you will have nearly no stem cell activation um mm. set my whole family on them and I and I inform everybody I work with about them because it's such a gift to your body to have stem cells again my granny's um, she had, you know, skin cancer lesions. They've all gone from her scalp. She used to cut herself gardening. Her skin is healing incredibly. So those natural options are absolutely available, and we need to give our body all the the power to to heal and regenerate. The testimonials from those patches are incredible. So if you you know yeah. feel called, so what what, those, what are they designed to do exactly? They're designed to activate your own dormant stem cells because, you know, stem cells are the pluripotent cells in your body that have the potential to turn into any cell in your body. So your skin suddenly looks radiant. Your hair will grow thicker. You Like, for instance, my granny, she's 82. She would cut herself in the garden. She'd bleed and bleed and bleed and she'd have this big inflammation. Now when she cuts herself, it stays flat and it heals so quickly she's like this is miraculous this is so weird because she's got all the cells to do the healing and you know, people are healing their lupus their rheumatoid arthritis um so it, they have the they don't claim to heal anything because they don't need to because they're literally stem cells stem cell activators um so anything is possible they go to the site of inflammation in your body and they're they're doing the healing work incredible so that's really amazing technology developed by this scientist he's been working on them for 20 years and it's patented technology so there we go we came in for one pigeons and we got three or four today we just a little bit and we got so much information because you know it's it's we all want to feel good and you know not become too frail too quickly as well it's this is nothing to do with botox and surgery it has to do with proper science used to to aid what should be working naturally but as we know after 30 things start going especially for women when the estrogen progesterone go down when the hormonal situation changes suddenly you feel different you look different because we we have such a drop compared to men and so that is what affecting everything from the looks to the bones bone density 
memory and stability and all sorts. But there are lots of things we can do and, you know, lifestyle preventative actions are very important. So again, watch this space and maybe pop into the website and we will be putting all the website links in all the platforms so you can find out how to feel amazing and how to have this um, PMDD symptoms pretty much reversed or much improved depending on what is the cause and all sorts of variables here. So we're not promising anything, we're not um, a medical doctor, but we can just hope that together we can work and you know, put away all this old trauma and, and just feel great about it. So thank you, uh, Chloe, so much for coming to my show. It's always been a pleasure. You're going to have to come back one day. <laughs> Coming back every week. Thank you, yeah. friends. <laughs> it's going to be the, the Chloe and France <laughs> show. <laughs> Let's talk about women. <laughs> all right, guys, this has been a very long and fruitful episode. So thank you so much for being with us. And we hope to see you all next week. Just remember to share this episode. And if you listen to this on uh, iTunes, go to the show and then uh, look at reviews and then click to write your own review. We always love to have reviews so that the show can be found by more people. So thank you very much and I'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye. You've listened to Create.